Hello, Integrity Church. My name is Ben Tugwell, and this is a Mature and Multiply podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 14th, and we've been going through the book of 1 Peter together. Today we'll be in 1 Peter chapter 4, and I want to open up by giving you some reality. You are going to fail people, and people are going to fail you. I'll say it again. You are going to fail people, and people are going to fail you. Now, if you're honest with yourself or you've lived long enough, you've seen both of those realities come true. You've seen people fail you, and you've seen yourself fail other people. Perhaps it's part of your story that you've had people fail you time and time again. And perhaps you're living your life right now in response to that, hoping that you don't fail others or the ones that you love, your spouse, your children. If you're like me, you don't want to see your children in therapy one day talking about how badly I failed them or you failed them. Maybe you're working through that in your own heart and you're wondering, is there any hope in this story? Knowing that I'm going to fail, is there any hope? In 1 Peter chapter 4, we see incredible hope. There's one verse that I want to draw your attention to. It's 1 Peter 4 verse 8. It says, love covers a multitude of sins. Now, most of the time we see that phrase, we immediately think of Christ. We think of the love that Christ has lavished upon us, the grace upon grace that he's given us when he died on the cross for our sins, that his love covered my sins, past, present, and future. However, the context of 1 Peter chapter 4 isn't so much about our relationship with Christ. It's not so much about how Christ sees us and justifies us and makes us right before a holy God through his crucifixion and resurrection. The context of 1 Peter 4, when he says love covers a multitude of sins, is not our relationship with Christ as much as it is our relationship with each other. Let me read the context. 1 Peter 4, verse 7. He says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled, be sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving, and here it is, one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And then he goes on, show hospitality to one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. You see, when Peter is talking about how love covers a multitude of sins, he's speaking of how we extend God's love to each other. It's, it's giving without wanting anything in return. That's what genuine love is. This is sort of the heart behind Peter's message as he's talking about believers who are suffering and undergoing trials and they're scattered and uh, all throughout the region and Rome is, uh, is rising up against the threat of Christianity. And so here they are, they're trying to live life as suffering and scattered believers and he's telling them that love covers a multitude of sins. Do you think these believers failed each other? Absolutely, they did. Remember what we talked about just a few weeks ago, that suffering shows us who we really are. 
it brings things up in the surface that we often push down. It brings up anger. It brings up anxiety. It brings up impatience. It brings up a lack of self-control. It brings up self-centeredness so often in our lives. So here these believers are, and they're striving to, to love each other. They're striving to be patient with one another, knowing that they're going to fail each other. It's the reality. But Peter reminds them, hey, in the midst of this, love covers a multitude of sins. Even though you know that we're going to fail each other. And by the way, if you're not in a relationship with someone that you haven't failed them, you probably aren't going to the depths of that relationship. When I, I meet couples and I often as a pastor counsel many couples and sometimes when they're there, I meet couples and they've never gotten to a fight. They're dating and they're engaged and they haven't fought yet. And I always look at them and say, my goal is to get you to fight before this, this, these sessions of meeting before you get married is over, because I want you to learn how to fight. Well, I, I want you to learn what it means to fail each other because failing each other is a reality. And so part of that tension point is going to be fighting, maybe even friendships. If, if friendships don't ever have a conflict, I'm wondering if they ever have gone to the depths that the friendship needs to go. If they've ever asked the hard questions or pushed in the right places, or maybe they're just being too passive or compliant in the friendship. So failing people is inevitable. Conflict is inevitable. But what causes relationships to last? What causes friendships and brotherly and sisterly love that we have in the body of Christ to last? Peter says it's love. He says it's love that covers a multitude of sins. So that means when I love someone, I think the best about them. I don't assume the worst about them. I am quick to repent when conflict arises. This means that I'm quick to offer forgiveness and reconciliation so that the relationship can be restored. This is what it means that love would cover a multitude of sins. It's, it's assuming that there is sin in relationship. It's assuming there is a multitude of sins in relationship, but love can cover it. It, it, it can supersede the conflict. Now, it doesn't mean that we just put up with people's sins. No, the Bible would not advocate for that at all. In fact, the Bible would say the opposite. It, it, we even see in the book of James that we should confront sin so that we would save our brother from a multitude of sins and even death. So it's not ignoring sin, but it is, it is working through the pain of failing one another. So my hope for today, as we read First Peter together as a church. So we've been going through this, preparing for Second Peter this coming Sunday as we go through Second Peter. My hope is, as we read these words of Scripture, that we would find encouragement, knowing when we think about our kids possibly messing them up one day in their 20s and they're in therapy talking about us. Maybe we can say, okay, yes, I'm going to fail them. I'm going to fail my spouse. I'm going to fail my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm going to fail my coworkers. I'm going to fail my neighbors. But what if they knew deep down, even in the failure, there is love, that there is affection for them, that I want joy for them, that I want what is best for them, that I offer words of an affirmation and encouragement for them, that I offer up prayers for them. And they know that 
and they see that, that they see that I see them and lift them up. Maybe our kids would know that about us. Maybe our spouses, our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, everyone around us that they would see that we really genuinely show love. Even in the midst of failure, there's love. So friends, may we go today knowing that love covers a multitude of sins. Maybe we wouldn't try to perfect relationships. They would, we would know that failure is inevitable, but there's incredible grace that, yes, Christ did extend to us when he did die for us. And he forgave our sins, past, present, and future. And then we can live in that reality, that we would look for our friends and our loved ones' best interests, and we would put them before ourselves as Christ did for us. Love covers a multitude of sins. May we go in peace this week, remembering this truth. I love you, and thanks for tuning in.